You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, August the 5th, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time. It's uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Dave, how the hell are you doing today? I am doing uh, doing just fantastic, looking very much forward to a debate we've had before in the past, a debate we're going to have in the, again today on, uh, on today's show because it's a, an extremely important issue. Um, but also to covering some of the news and views going around the web uh, here in the past week. Um, how's uh, I guess it is it is just bleeding hot over there, isn't it? It is bleeding hot over. It's sweltering hot. It's like uh, it's witch boiling hot. You know, it's one of those Toronto's like full of humidity. You know how witches melt like when you pour water on them. I have in seen Toronto, the Wizard of Oz. Yes. <laughs> well, in Toronto, all you got to do is like shove them out the door, and the humidity gets them, and they boil. It's, it's kind of gross. So <laughs> sounds, sounds I'm staying inside where it's safe. Well, I'll enjoy uh, just uh, sitting back in my you know 70 degree uh, office and and relaxing. <laughs> you 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 can boil. It's 104 degrees outside Fahrenheit, <laughs> and that's before you take into the moisture in the air. It's awful. It's yeah, it's sweltery. Blech. Blech. Oh that's my it, god! You know, Toronto is. Blech. Um. Anyway. While we while we still feel civil with each other, right? Because I got a feeling I'm gonna want to bring your neck in a few minutes. But while Probably. we're still civil with each other, let's talk about a few things before, besides net neutrality. Sounds good. Google Wave crashed, died. Um, it's over. Google is yeah. no longer supporting Google Wave. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think you have hit on something that is a important distinction. 
Um, I know uh, Ryan, who, who I guess you chatted with just earlier today and have chatted with before in the past, although you may not, you know, that was many, many moons ago in a different world. Um, he had found um, in, in ransacking the forums and stuff and brought this to my attention this morning that there's a lot of people saying, oh, how can they do this? I've been using this. Um, and I think you touched on an important distinction is discontinuing support, right? Basically, they're not developing it. People who are using it can continue to, so don't go up in arms. Um, and in fact, some of the features, um, they're going to be continuing to develop and working into other products. Um, it's just that it itself didn't have, as, as I'm sure you know, the adoption rate that they were hoping for. Um, and over on Search Engine Journal, I was reading it, and it is a good analysis that um, it did a really good job of doing everything well. It just didn't do anything great. Um, so if you just wanted a chat function, for example, it didn't do that great because it did too much at once. So um, certainly it does a good job of explaining why it was it was a decent product, though. But it, yeah, it, it just didn't didn't quite do any one thing that was going to replace stuff. You know, I wasn't going to replace MSN with it, right? That sort of thing. So. Yep, another um, another foray of Google into the social media realm, and uh, well, that this one didn't work out either. You know, I have a feeling what we are going to see, though, out of this um, is that a lot of the functionality that they have developed into Wave continuing on, and, and they've said as much as that. Um, so I don't think that this was an enormous waste for Google. I don't think that um, you know this was a, a huge setback or a huge failure. Um, the name Wave may have been as far as, as a product itself, but I think a lot of the technologies that they developed to work towards it, um, we're going to start seeing integrating into search, into some of their other, uh, you know, right into Chrome, right? Some things that are, are going to go into other Google products. Um, so I don't think it's a real loss to them. I don't think it's a real real kick in the teeth. Um, you know, it's it's just you know, how many how many products have they launched that, that go by the wayside? I mean, dozens upon dozens that, that just never... Uh, never come to fruition, um, but then when they do, you know, we all we all use them. So uh, I think it's just another example of almost more a, a technology uh, move forward for them rather than um, you know a, an individual product launch that went successfully. Well, there it goes, friends. Google Wave no longer supported. It's not going to be developed into a new ecosystem. Uh, but yeah, there is definitely a team at Google. Um, whose focus is to uh, find a way to unseat Facebook. And Facebook, did you read the stats last week, Dave? People are spending 25% of their online time using Facebook. It's the uh, most time spent on site for really any property out there. Yeah, that's kind of frightening to me. (laughs) Um, This is is where the users want to go. It is, and I mean, I, I I understand. I go to Facebook, and I'm sure you do too. I'm on Facebook probably every day, um, easily every day. I mean, I've got the Facebook app on my phone, um, but I, I mean, maybe I'm using it wrong. I, I I've connected with with you know old high school friends. I've connected with a lot of friends, um, and and I go in and I I see what they're doing, and I, and I talk to them, and that's what I do there. I don't quite get how this is taking 25% of people's time on, on computers, but, <laughs> um, you know, maybe, maybe that's just, just me. I know, you know, I've kept my, my friend list fairly short. I mean, I've got 74, 75 people on, on Facebook that are actually friends. I know I've kept it to actually friends. Um, 
you know, and, and I'm sure that there are people who, well, like yourself, I mean, you probably have a, a much larger friend list where you're actually using it for business and interacting. So, you know, maybe it's I just can my tell you a story about every one of them. You can, can tell me a story about every one? Yeah, every one of them. Choose anyone at random from my friend list. So I'll tell you a story about them if I'm allowed to. You know, the, I know I'm on your friend list, and, and so I'm not going to ask you about that one. Um, and I would be worried about some of the stories. I'm not enlisting any of the people off, because uh, I've been to some SDS events with you. Um, <laughs> and I know the kind it's, of stories that, uh, you know, you don't tell them out of dude, school. But see, speaking of SDS, you're, uh, you're headed there very, very shortly. I am. I can't wait. And this year, it's not just SES San Francisco. It's Connected Marketing Week. So it's like... Um, really, five or six events all packed into one week. They've actually got the the city of San Francisco to declare uh, the week of the 15th to the 20th, Connected Marketing Week. Pretty much the entire downtown core around the Moscone Center is going to be search-related. It's going to be like SES San Jose was, except over a larger area with way more playthings. Now, there's not going to be a Google Dance this year. There wasn't a Google Dance last year. Um, but you know who steps up to the plate every time there's no major event at a conference? Webmaster Radio. And Always. there will be a massive search bash, although uh, management's still keeping it under their hats, what's exactly going to be happening there. But, uh, Brasco, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the first night is search bash, Monday the 16th. For what I believe that's correct. I have not got any information even on my end as to what's happening with Search Bash. No, she always Brandy never tells anybody what's happening until uh, like you know a day before. So what we do know is, God damn it, it's Search Bash. That's all you need to know. You, you really do, and I mean, I, I've got to give it to to the crew. They they up themselves every time, and I'm just waiting until they've gotten to that point where the last thing they can do. Um, is is rent one of run, uh, Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic flights and just send everybody off into space to party there? Because um, at some point that's going to be the only one up that that crew can pull together after uh, after just this this constant succession of, of better and better events that they keep uh, keep managing to to pull off. I don't know what kind of imagination that crew has, um, Darren and Brandy, to to come up with the ideas they do. But anybody who's going to be in San Francisco. Um, Register now, register often, uh, make sure you get in, because that's going to be a fantastic time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I guess, go to the URL, searchbash.com, register ahead of time, get your name on the list. Um, that's always the only way to get through the door. Anyone who goes to SES, and this year, I guess, anyone who's, who's connected with Connected Marketing Week, you know, you can, party's there for you, but you got to sign up first. It's the only way to, like, you know, control the door. Mm -hmm. Um, moving right along, uh, we'll be talking a lot more about, we'll be talking a lot more about, um, search engine strategies and connected marketing week in a few minutes when we have Jonathan Allen, the, uh, director of search engine watch for incisive media. Uh, he's going to be our guest in the, uh, in the second segment. But before we get to that, we promise to dust up and here it comes. I'm introducing this so I can get the first word in here and frame the whole conversation because I'm right and Dave's wrong. <laughs> the way I see it. Okay. Google is on the verge of signing a deal with Verizon. The deal is to allow preferential treatment to Google or to uh, uh, files from Google properties such as YouTube across Verizon's lines. 
It's because uh, Google properties such as YouTube eat whack loads of bandwidth. And that's an increasing amount of bandwidth. Google has traditionally stood up for net neutrality, the concept that all bits are equal, all data is equal, and uh, no one should have a, r a right or privilege to pay special fees to have their data considered more equal than others. However, they seem to be doing a 180-degree turn on this, turning their back on net neutrality and signing a deal that effectively kills the concept even though they're calling it a net neutrality deal, it effectively kills the concept of net neutrality. I'm this happened. This news of this came to light this morning. I'm stunned by it. Um, very pissed off, uh, Dave. What's your What's your take on this? Um, well, I think somebody at uh, at Google uh, just sat down, opened up uh, their their library of George Orwell, read Animal Farm, and realized that they can fight as much as they want for what they believe. Um, and I, I will note that what they quote-unquote believed about net neutrality is, is enormously self-serving. So whether they believed it or not is, is irrelevant. It, it served their interests. But they sat down, they read Animal Farm, they realized we can fight as much as we want for what we quote-unquote believe, but at the end of the day, some animals are more equal than others, and we can either be on the losing end of that or the winning end of that, and we've got the budget to be on the winning end. Um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, they can go, no, we're not going to support this. Well, that's fine, because if their bits aren't more equal than other bits are, then they lose. Uh, well, you know, I mean, the, the, the first question that jumps to my mind is, are our bits here on Webmaster Radio, are they less equal than others? Will, uh, will web broadcasters have to pay more to have priority signal? I think this is exactly what we're looking at, um, is, a, is a situation. I mean, you know, Google is kind of jumping on now, um, getting, you know, getting to be a little more equal than the rest are. Uh, I do think that we are looking at a world down the road where, yeah, that, that is exactly the direction. I mean, we could see legislators actually step in if this becomes, you know, if it becomes enormously problematic. I think what we're going to end up seeing is a situation where um, if it's enormously detrimental to the vast majority, then the government will probably step in. You and I can have the debate as to whether that's an okay thing for them to do, you know, later or, or, or on another show, but, and, and we've had it before. Um, but right now, I, I think Verizon and, and, you know, and Google at this point, well, mainly on Verizon, are, are smart enough to know if they basically start penalizing the people who don't pay the extra then that's what's really going to play against them and what may cause the government to, to step in. But if all they do is ensure that the people who do pay always have great access and that the other people aren't being penalized, but they're not being helped, um, I, I think that's kind of the environment that we're going to see, and that's what's going to enable it, at least in the short term, and that's what's going to enable it to, to kind of survive and, and for deals like this to, to continue on where Google can go, we need YouTube always as fast as it can possibly be. Um, and Verizon stepping up and going, hey, show me the money. Um, and I mean, let's be honest, we're all we're all capitalists here. Um, this is this is the way the world works. There's there's people who can't afford, you know, your services or my services or the services of a lot of people listening here. To be fair and allow them the same access to the to the search engine marketplace as as larger companies do, should we be charging ten dollars an hour? Um, just to make sure that everybody can have equal access to 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 the to rankings or to paper, you know, should Google be restricted to charging twenty cents a click so everybody can be ranking? No, they shouldn't. Um, it's a it's a free market economy, and 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 that's what uh, 
what's driving innovation. Google's uh, you know striving for his profits just like Verizon is. So who's who's to say that Verizon shouldn't be making a profit where they can um, when Google's trying to to capitalize on YouTube every step of the way as well? There's lots of ways to make a profit, Dave. There are many, many ways to go out and make a profit and to build a business to create a business model. Uh, for the telcos, the current one is working. They're making money. They're not losing money. Um, this is a way to make a hell of a lot more money. But in doing so, they are removing the privilege. It's not Obviously, it's not a right because these are private networks. That, that The Internet is really a collection of a bunch of private networks um, that has become a virtual public space. In doing this, they're putting toll booths throughout what has traditionally been an open and public space. Again, right. that's a and, privilege. And it's Obviously, it's a privilege and not a right because you know it is a private network. They can do what they want with their business. I get that, but it's like the removal of the common ground at the uh, at the beginning of the industrial age. It's going to cause enormous havoc with the current small. Uh, small business internet economy. You know, and, and you and you're right, and I understand the emotion behind that. I mean, there. I mean, to, to use a real world example, um, I used to walk constantly down by the beach uh, along the rocks, and um, you know, this lasted for years since my wife is a kid and, and and lived in very very close to where we're living now. We'd walk down to the beach, or you could walk down to the beach and walk along the rocks. Well, somebody purchased one of these properties, and he didn't like that. Um, and, and, and owned down to the high tide line, as was his right. Well, he decided to start enforcing this, put up signs saying, this is my property, don't cross over it, had, mar- had it marked out, and, and, and all of this sort of stuff. Well, I'd walk there with my kids, and it drove me nuts. And I really didn't like this at all, and I, I somehow felt this entitlement, like I've been doing this forever. Uh, I, I should be allowed to. I should be allowed to walk across these rocks with my kids. Well, no, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> the fact that we were given this access for so long, that was the privilege. The privilege isn't that we can't now, or it's not an entitlement that just because I was able to before, that I, I should be able to now. I was allowed to before. That was great. That was the favor. We were given this free access. That was the favor. That was how things were developed. But at the end of the day, they own it. And we need to remember that in the current environment, the, the way the current market system works, it's actually a public company's executive's job and responsibility to <laughs> maximize profits for their shareholders. I mean, this, this is a legal obligation they have. So, you know, they, they've got to do what they've got to do. And unless we want to call ourselves socialists, which personally I don't, Oh, come on, step away from, come on, dude, step away from that word. You know it's being misused badly. If the FCC was was declared the internet uh, broadcast communications, it wouldn't be socialism. It would be regulation regulation of uh, a public utility. Now, why would, us, why would us saying that a free market economy needs to be regulated so that everybody can have equal access to everything, what isn't socialist about that statement, however, to say the market, the, 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 something that the business owns, needs to be regulated so everybody has an equal share? That actually is socialism. That, that is a, a sort of quasi-communist environment because we're forcing equality on something that actually is owned and isn't fundamentally equal. Um, 
you know, I, I know it's it's not necessarily a popular I can, view. I can think of a, about a hundred billion examples from of how we do this, from the way we run our airports to the way the public water system works. Um, now you're getting a, a, a you're discussing water there. These are regulation over business, and it makes common sense. And it's for the public good. There's right, and when we look laws, at something like water over public business, or now private you're business. just you're just being a Canadian there because you probably believe healthcare is all equal too, don't you? No, of course I'm a Canadian as well, so I <laughs> I, 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 I I do you know sort of see eye to eye with you, know you on on on. A I believe it's beneficial to the greater public good. Certainly, you know what? I, we can debate this for hours. But we don't have hours, I'm afraid. No, we don't. We never do. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I don't want to cut you off. I, I want to keep going. I, I, I really want to go with this, but we can't. Because we have Jonathan Allen sitting patiently on the line. I saw he just jumped into the chat room. And, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're keeping the guy hanging. He's, he's, he's all the way up there in New York City. And we're just sort of like, you know, keeping him hanging. But we've got to go to commercial before he joins us. I, I feel terrible ah. about this, but we've got to do it anyways. So, on behalf of Dave Davies of Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger, Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're coming back with Jonathan Allen, the uh, Director of Search Engine Watch for Incisive Media. We're going to be talking about Search Engine Watch, uh, Connected Marketing Week, Search Engine Watch Labs, and a whole bunch more. Stay tuned, friends. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka-ching button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Ka-ching, How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com, and I'll give you a ka-ching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K-A-C-H-I-N-G book.com. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. State of Search, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology and Webmaster Radio.fm. It's Thursday, August the 4th, and you're joining us just in time, if you're joining us now. Uh, we have on the line, Director of Search Engine Watch for Incisive Media, Jonathan Allen. Jonathan, welcome to Webcology, bro. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me on the show. So, Jonathan, um, you've been with Search Engine Watch since, uh, I guess, what, uh, early December of uh, 09? Yeah, I joined in the beginning of December and I was running it from the UK and then came over to New York in March. So it's really started heating up since March. And I'm Uh, loving it. A lot of changes have been happening at Search Engine Watch over the last few months. It's been a nine-month gestation. How do you feel about uh, about the changes that you've made and where do you think you're going to be going with it? Yeah, cool. So, good question. Um, we've got tons more um, contributors on the site now. So, we've we've gone from sort of 20 to 40. We started at like two con- new contributions a day and we're now at three to four a day. And what's brilliant is that we're having conversations on a daily basis with all the contributors. So, I think the content is a lot more up-to-date and relevant and we're kind of thinking as a group rather than as individuals and I get the feeling that you know a lot of readers are kind of coming back and reading the site again and one of the coolest things is the way that retweets on articles has gone from sort of an average of 60 and now we're going into sort of 120 and up to 400 and the other day we had someone uh, Nathan Linnell's column was retweeted 700 times. So, yeah, it feels like things are really kind of, you know, heating up. What's the role of a of, website like Search Engine Watch? Is it to provide news to the community or to provide um, ideas around technique? I think it's a bit of both. Um, we're, you know, we have um, a new blogger, Lever Judic, um, She's at Mary Bubbles on Twitter, and she's handling a lot of the, the news updates. So we're, we're starting to really build our news agenda and um, keep people sort of up to date, keep, like, search agencies and practitioners, you know, up to date with all the latest changes. But I think the contributors add that kind of, you know, extra dimension of thinking and commentary about what can be done with all of the new releases and the kind of changes in behavior in search in general. I think like the way we're kind of taking the direction of the site is in new online behaviors in general. So we're starting to cover a lot of what's going on in the social space and also now the gaming space because we're starting to see, you know, the way people are spending their time online has moved from email to search and now it's moving into social and eventually it's probably going to move into you know more gaming type stuff as well and we're seeing like lots of kind of integration across the board I mean you see Foursquare which is like a social network with a game element and a kind of crowdsourced search data element so yeah we're, we're starting to cover all those things well, you know, I guess yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's a great our, our segue. The way, the way we're kind of building out the new website is going to be like any any kind of tactic, any kind of um, any company you want to follow, we're going to have all that news available 
and um, I can't talk about it too much, but yeah, you're going to see that you're going to be able to drill down into really key tactics like how to market with check-ins or how to use, you know, a certain aspect of Google, say, just landing page optimization or website optimizer and that kind of thing. So we're really That's trying to kind of cast the, wet, the, the net wide so that everyone can start to engage with search. Well, your sister publication, Clixie, just got a fancy new skin. It, it looks amazing. Is yeah, it does, uh, a similar it? change going to be ha- coming to the watch? Oh, yeah, we've got a huge change coming. Um, I'm hoping, I'm aiming for an October release. And um, it's going to be different to Clixie, but complementary. And uh, what you've got with Clixie is we've moved on to the new Incisive CMS. And that. Um, we've been developing for a couple of years now. And it's great to, I mean, you guys probably don't know what goes on in the background, but you know, ClickZ was running on quite an ancient CMS. And now we're on like a, a supercharged one that has all of the kind of SEO best practices built in. And then with Search Engine Watch, we're taking it another level where um, it's gonna be different type of CMS altogether and we're going to be heavily focusing on trending and how to sort of measure trending topics and things like that. Right it's on. going to be dynamic, super dynamic. What are your, what's your long-term goal with Search Engine Watch? Where, like, if you were to describe it in an elevator pitch a year from now, how would you describe it? Hmm. So, I want to grow it to kind of to compete with TechCrunch and Mashable. And whereas I see Mashable as like for sort of the younger audience and TechCrunch for the older audience, I, I want to reach the kind of professional audience in between that are, you know, day-to-day at work and trying to work out new strategies, new business models and that kind of thing. So, yeah, gonna we're, I'm going squarely for, yeah, the online marketing professional age sort of 22 to 45. Uh, so I, I, I still sort of slide under the bar there. Excellent. <laughs> your, uh, your comment about the just massive expansion and some of the places that you're going with, with coverage uh, for, for, for developing content, that's kind of a good segue into, well, into the massive event that's coming up in 10 days in San Francisco, Connected Marketing Week. Um. You've been in, in integral or deeply involved in, uh, I guess, organization of Connected Marketing Week and of an entire track for search engine strategies. Um, yeah. How are you feeling about the expansion of the conference? Oh, I think it's cool. Um, I mean, Connected Marketing Week, I think the overall concept's brilliant because it's got, um, we'll be having, you know, uh, the ClickZ are going to, have their own sort of conference appearance on the Monday and the Friday and sort of opening Connected Marketing Week and closing it. And then bringing in lots of other conferences as well. So there'll be 140 conference there and um, online marketing summit and then obviously SES San Francisco. So I think the idea of just kind of making this huge social event for everyone in the industry and all aspects of the industry is going to be just absolutely amazing from a kind of not just the parties but like who you can meet who you can connect with how you can kind of develop your career 
And then um, in terms of kind of the content theme, I think that's fascinating too because it's like, um, you know, we can start looking at kind of really advanced strategies and I think um, I think there's been a lot of demand for that, you know, within the search community to start looking at kind of, yeah, how can we get more advanced, not just on an SEO level but in, in terms of using everything more effectively, Facebook, mobile, Twitter and all of that. And then with the SEW Labs, one of the things that we find every, every single SES conference is we do these site clinics and they're, they're usually an hour long and they're really popular. And um, basically what happens is you come along, give your business card to the speaker at the front and then we do a kind of live autopsy of your website. And traditionally it's always focused only on the SEO factors and, and generally on-page SEO factors on your site. Whereas with the labs, what we're doing now is we just thought, well, actually, people need help with all all aspects. You know, everyone now is having to do a bit of video, a bit of local, a bit of paid search to support their traditional SEO activities. And so now we're opening it up so that we can do live autopsies on your paid search campaign, your current video strategy. And, you know, with local particularly, it's about, you know, cleaning up what you're doing and kind of local is a very fragmented market so it's like giving everyone that kind of overarching concept of what needs to be done mm -hmm. well i noticed and these these labs they aren't session length they're two hours long yeah so yeah is there so, going to be a lot more one-on-one -on -one interaction with people yeah, so with the labs, um, we decided to extend it to two hours because with the site clinics, we found that, you know, we couldn't necessarily cover everyone. And then when it, you know, things can start off lukewarm and then once you hit the kind of middle of the seminar, literally everyone's full of ideas. And one of the concepts we thought is, well, we've got all these, you know, it's not just our own experts at the conference, the people who are attendees are experts too. So we thought if we expand the, the length of time, we can actually have, you know, attendees start to kind of help each other and tackle, you know, particular issues on, on someone's site. And then the other aspect is we're kind of, it's kind of like an unconference in the sense that there's no real agenda in the, um, in the lab. So what we're doing is in these primer sessions, we're going to give you a kind of overview of the opportunity in that particular space. So for instance, Greg Jarbo's um, got a presentation lined up all about the kind of opportunity within video. But then I'm gonna work with everyone to kind of crowdsource the agenda. And that, that I think is unique. So, you know, we're working with Rand, we're working with Miley, Oye from Google, working with like um, people from YouTube, everything. And um, rather than doing kind of linear presentations, we're looking at kind of identifying and preempting all of the issues that might arise and then having the crowd kind of discuss, you know, put the items that they think are most important on the agenda and then we're going to jump to them. So it's going to be a kind of completely sort of collaborative approach to consultancy. Well, it's, it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting you say that on the, on the day that the Google wave dies, um, and all I could think of is you're actually taking 
um, sort of these these sessions um, and these critiques, and and you're taking it to the 2.0 level and, and allowing this this sort of collaboration, which I think is is absolutely fantastic. You hit the nail on the head. There are a lot of experts, and I think it's, you've just made it more valuable. And I think extending the the time is is also fantastic. Um, it does lead me to the question, thinking about the the social aspect you're talking about, is will that be be something that'll be discussed and, and sort of covered in, in these in these sort of site analysis, um, or, or do you even know because of the social nature of will they be getting into the use of, of social and not just an actual breakdown on on the site itself and, and, and that sort of thing, but also uh, you know other opportunities that may be available for uh, for the website owners or, or the businesses themselves. Absolutely. So I think um, you know one of the reasons we didn't create a specifically social track. Uh, in the SEW labs um, or a social segment was that I think the overarching opinion is that social kind of is starting to feed through all aspects of SEO, video, PPC and local. And um, and same with mobile. Mobile is also kind of, you know, is a cord you can pull through all of those four themes. And um, so, you know, I think... And other aspects that we might do is like breakout sessions. So certain topics might arise and what we'll do is break out into small groups for 10 minutes, get people kind of collaborating with themselves to kind of group solve the problem and then report back. So that's going to be another big aspect of it is that we're going to have people report back the learnings that they got from from the collaboration inside inside the session itself towards the end and i think this this will be cool because it kind of it's going to give ownership and it's going to have like you know new talent get gets a chance to emerge and and also i think it's just going to be inspiring for the speakers to see you know what they say sticks and they're really kind of making a difference to these people and i'm very glad that you uh you like this kind of social collaborative element dave because um one one aspect is we're looking at a kind of a meeting concept called open space technology, and it's worth googling. And although we're not going to be using all aspects of that, one one big part of open space technology is the idea that um, you know social media kind of helps people collaborate during and after the event. So we're going to be using a tweet wall and that kind of thing to to have people, you know, if they can't speak at the time, they can still respond over Twitter to each other's issues. Okay, gentlemen, um, yeah. I want to I stick on that thought for a second, but I'm getting a message from studio. It's time to take a break. Jonathan, can we keep you around for a few more minutes? Yeah, sure. Oh, that's excellent. No okay, friends, we're coming back with Jonathan Allen, Director of Search Engine Watch and Incisive Media. We're going to be talking a little bit about Search Engine Watch, a little bit about the future of the industry, a lot about Connected Marketing Week, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. We have on the line Jonathan Allen, Director of Search Engine Watch for Incisive Media, and we're talking about Connected Marketing Week. And uh, aside from the Search Engine Watch Labs, which seem to me are going to have you running around like crazy, Jonathan, what are you most looking forward to at uh, Connected Marketing Week? You mean in terms of sessions? Yeah, in terms of anything. Sessions, uh, parties, events, um, demonstrations, the trade show floor. You know, what gets you going yeah. to conferences? Um, oh yeah, I'm looking, to the, looking forward to, I think, the IM charity party. That's always good. Um, I'm also really looking forward to connecting with, you know, West Coast search professionals, um, especially, you know, now sort of in this role. And, and then we're also going to be doing um, a booth for the first time. Search Engine Watch is going to have a booth on the trade show floor. And we've got some fun ideas for that. So we might be um, doing a quiz so you can kind of come and test your knowledge. And we'll be using um, PlayStations and stuff like that as you, you know, so you can literally buzz in and compete with each other. And I'm really looking forward to kind of like seeing how we've got this technology that we've used a couple of times now, which is the Ultra Knowledge Tweet Wall. And it kind of creates a social network off the back of everyone who tweets on the SES 
San Francisco hashtag, and that's really cool. And I'm just gonna, I, I'm just intrigued to see how it's gonna work with like six thousand people there in like three or four different conferences. Oh, just just to and confirm, SES San Chicago Francisco. hashtag is uh, number sign SES SF. Yeah. Is there, uh, is there an overarching uh, one for Connected Marketing, Connected Marketing Week? Week? Sorry? Yeah, we'll also be using hashtag CMW for Connected Marketing Week as well. Okay. Um, are, the, uh, are you going to be live blogging or do you have uh, provisions for live blogging? Any of, the, uh, any of the sessions or any of the labs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've got a couple of um, bloggers lined up. Um, Lisa's going to be there. So um, our journalist at Mary Bubbles, she'll be there live blogging. Um, and we've got a couple of um, contributors um, also. They're going to be live blogging the event. I don't think we'll be live blogging it in the kind of instant message sense, um, but we will be, you know, writing in the sessions and publishing, you know, immediately after each session. So we've we've got, yeah, ninety percent of it covered actually. So it's gonna be a massive sort of content opportunity for SEW as well. Now Connected Marketing Week is uh you know much larger than any event we've seen uh in the search marketing industry. This is uh it's 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 gonna be uh I was going to say it's going to be like an ad tech in size, but it's going to be still very different because it's all these different conferences all sort of put together. Um, are we going to see yeah. this as a template for future search engine strategy shows in different cities like, say, Chicago or New York or London? I think, I think it would be fair to say that um, it's definitely on the radar for New York 2011. And, um, yeah, I think the kind of whole festival sort of mentality, which has kind of been pioneered by Mike Green, I think that's going to be, yeah, we're going we're gonna to look at how it works and, and definitely aim for it for SES New York, which is also a gigantic event. Couldn't say for SES Chicago, but that's going to be different as well as it's going to be a different time of year. So, you know, people won't get so snowed in at the airport this time. So that should be yes. a pretty big event as well. SES Chicago is going to be totally different. The The vibe will be totally different. I'll be most interested to see what that's like. I think we might actually make it out to the Blues Clubs this time. <laughs> I hope so. Um, well, Jonathan, we're, uh, we're quickly burning through time right now. Um, what sessions, as, again, aside from the labs, what sessions are not to be missed for new attendees? Yeah, so I think the, there's a there's going to be a competitive research session, and uh, that is actually in the SCW track just coincidentally. But um, I think that's going to be really good. That's got Eli Goodman on it, and um, I, you know, competitive research is just really important and always insightful. So I think that's going to be brilliant. And there's going to be a session on scaling SEO, which I'm quite excited about because there's a lot of new technologies coming out um, and then we've got a couple of new sessions so there'll be a teen entrepreneurs session and I mean frankly they're probably going to put a lot of us to shame 
and uh, so that's you know you've got to go and see that and see how you know we we did a fashion session in New York uh, that worked really well and sort of off the back of that we decided to go for this teen entrepreneur section um, yeah and then real time storytelling also promises to be really good um, that's got Chris Liu on it and um, there'll be a lot of major publications there talking about you know their view on social media and and curation, and and how how they can kind of curate the community uh, content in a way that is kind of helping the news agenda and complementing it and also pushing it at the same time. So I think I'm I'm definitely going to try and kind of um, scoot out for that one. Well, I. Uh... I look forward to seeing you at the in San Francisco in ten days. I uh, really look forward to seeing what's uh, going to be happening at Search Engine Watch over the coming months and, and the coming years. And Jonathan Allen, director uh, director of Search Engine Watch for Incisive Media, thank you so much for joining us on Webcology today. Thank you a lot for having me, and see you there. Absolutely. Um, I'm in Sunday night. When are you getting in? Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Brilliant. I'll and I'll be there all week, so if anyone wants to say hi, just uh, I'll be wearing an egg, egghead cap and a lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be so much fun, Dave. I can't wait to get to uh, SES. Uh, are you going to make it down at all? I'm not making it for uh, for this one. Um, I, I, I I hate that I have to miss it in uh, in this case, but there's just too many too many things going on and um you know these these clients wanting wanting things done on time and, and that sort of thing but um i think you know I've, I've had to miss a few events over the years and i think this may be um the one that i am uh most regretting that i'm not going to be able to attend i think it's going to be a fantastic time with just huge amounts uh, of, of some really really great information to be uh, to be had at this one i'm going to be you watching know, the forums and listening uh you know getting uh, my notes from you um, on the on our radio show and stuff like that as, as much as I can because I think it's going to be a, a really, really great show. Well, I think we're going to try to do a live show from the floor at SES. I'm not positive if um, the trade show floor will still be up when we're doing the show or it might actually be being torn down as we're doing the show. That's, that's happened a couple times, actually. <laughs> um, broadcasting while everything is coming down around us. Um, we could do it on a special day there, Jim. We could. We got. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm looking at the Wednesday. Do you understand? Actually. Every time we try to do a show, because no, remember, every time we do a show at SES, it never is on a Thursday because the way the SES shows always run, we always have to do it on on day besides Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're going to be doing our live show on the Wednesday, or at least recording a show live on the Wednesday. Right. Something it's, like that. Uh, again, again, I, this is going to be an, an, an historic show, and you know. In a lot of ways, I think that the the scaling up of this of the agenda, the SES agenda, and just the size of Connected Marketing Week is an indicator of how what's well, a milestone. It's a growth point. It's a uh, not only has uh, Incisive's conference track grown significantly, the whole industry has grown significantly. Yeah. It's going to be neat to see uh, changes in thinking and philosophy that come out of. Connected Marketing Week. Well, and you know, you know who I'd be interested if you can if you can grab her. Well, and, and the fur will probably tell you, but I I haven't had a chance, and we haven't had a chance to have her on the show. 
um, in a little while, and I would be very interested to, to hear um, a bit from Cindy, who can finally, I think at this point, go, see, see, I was right. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to get her take on, on sort of the explosion of, of, of mobile over the last year and um, you know, see, uh, see what her take is. But you know what? You'll, you'll be there. I won't. So um, hopefully you can get some, some fantastic guests for our show. And, uh, yeah, we'll do it on the Wednesday. Well, I'm very, very much looking forward to uh, to seeing Cindy, one of the one of the nicest people in the in the whole industry. And I know I say that about everyone, but I really, 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 really mean it about her. She's a great person. Um, and yeah, looking forward to the entire event. Um, there was one other thing. Oh yeah, so I was talking to a client the other day, and uh, we gotten past the the end of the meeting, and we were just um, you know just sort of talking about where we want to take their marketing campaign and, and uh, different venues that we want to work in a little bit more informally. And it occurred to me, and so I want to bounce this line off, off you, Dave, and off the audience just to see how people react. Facebook has become what AOL wanted to be. Hmm. What do you think of that line? I like that line. Hmm. I, thought it was quite, I thought it was not only quite funny, but, you know, kind of incisive. I and, actually, yeah, you know, I, I, I have to agree. I, I think I've never really thought of it that way. Um, I'll be honest, I don't think of AOL often, but, um, yeah, I, I would... Remember I would when AOL was trying to become the big behemoth? Um, uh, when, you know, it was going to be, like, the great publishing empire where all content went through. I was messing around with uh, the music. I like music over on Facebook compiling playlists and such, and then it just washed over me. Man, this is what AOL wished it could have been. Yeah, no, that's, I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a really good statement. Um, and all AOL managed to really do is a, a bit of branding as a coaster provider. Uh, well, you know, well, and they bought Time Warner, too. They yeah. did manage to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, so, kind of ironic so, and humorous at this point. Uh, the signal for everybody is the moment Facebook tries to buy the L.A. Times or the New York Times, <laughs> take to the hills, it's over. <laughs> That's your signal. It's time to go. Use the train tracks, not the highways. Okay, we're ragging the puck. I mean, that's the serious. We're just ragging the puck around here, not sure what comes next. But um, we're out of time here on Webcology, and I do know what's coming next on Webmaster Radio. Marketing Sherpa founder Anne Holland joins Wade Sisson on Affiliate Marketing Insider to share her insights in the do's and don'ts of landing page optimization and A-B testing. Dave, um, I guess, well, we will have a show next week, but um, yep. after that, it's kind of up in the air. Not sure what's going to happen. We'll figure it out. We'll let people know next week. Okay. Um, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Marketing. You've been listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio FM, which you can always hear on Webmaster Radio FM live at 2 p.m. on Thursdays or 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, unless, of course, we're on vacation. Um, get it from iTunes. You can listen to it live on iTunes Radio. You can download it from any fine podcast distribution outlet or from the webmaster radio archives friends stay tuned for affiliate marketing insider we'll talk to you next week